Hi, I'm Melanie Walker and this is Grounded. If gardening is your passion, this is the place to be to find out about what's happening in the gardening world. And there's always interesting and fun stuff happening in the gardening world, in case you hadn't noticed, even if it is autumn or is it winter. One never knows because it seems to happen over the space of one week that we go from being summer to cold. I don't know if you feel that, but do you know what? This is not the time to get dormant, although you may believe that you were a big brown bear in a past life and lived in Siberia and had to hibernate. That's not the case when you're a gardener, and I have to keep on reminding myself about that. But it is just one of those things that happens, and uh, we have to deal with the change in seasons all the time, because otherwise we're going to end up with a garden that does nothing. Now, one of the things that I've noticed these days uh, that people coming in to talk to me are always saying, I've got a really small garden, or I've downsized from like an acre-sized garden into, you know, because of emptiness syndrome, that thing, moved into a place where I don't rattle around in the house anymore. And I now have a little garden, but I still want to have a full garden and I've got no space. This goes for millennials as well, who may be living in flats and only have a balcony. What do you do? Well, of course, there's pots and all kinds of things, but that takes up a fair amount of space as well. And if you're thinking a roof garden, well, don't forget you need to, if you're taking a lot of stuff onto a roof, get structural engineers in to make sure that you have enough tensile stuff on the roof to make sure that you don't actually break through the ceilings with all the pots and the earth that you take up there. So putting up a vertical garden. Now, this is something that I think it was about 10 years ago. People turned around and said to my dear friend, Mike Rickoff and myself, no, it's a fad. Vertical gardens are just a fad. They're never, ever going to keep on going. As I said, that was 10 years ago, and I don't see anything slowing down. In fact, I think we're seeing a lot more of it because we are running out of space. And people are thinking, I want to grow my own herbs. I want to grow my own veggies. Or if they're into pretties, I need a place that I can put my petunias and my primulas during the winter months. So there's been a lot of thought put into a number of modular systems which will go up against a wall. Because we learned 10 years ago that going the route of doing it with bidum and chicken wire and trying to get it all attached to the wall and then having to have waterproofing at the back became a bit of a, a pain in the neck. I was going to say something else, but I better not. So Looking at that and thinking, right, there must be a better way of doing it. I think a lot of people around the world thought, well, we're going to do the same thing too. I don't know if they've gotten to the stage where they're using recycled plastic, but at least we're looking at modular systems which are easy to put up, easy to take down, easy to move. So if you're worried about spending money on something and then thinking, I need to take it down with me, I'm not going to spend that amount of money. Well, you can take it with you. But to tell us more about this, we have Adolf van der Westhuizen, who's the sales and marketing manager for Reinforced Hosing, uh, which is one of the product ranges of Wattex, and also has come up with these amazing modular, what would you say, vertical gardening systems, fully irrigated. You, I mean, this thing's got all the bells and whistles. I was trying to put it together just now, and it works out could be quite easy, but it can be a little bit confusing to begin with. Adolf, thank you. That was a very long preamble <laughs> to introducing you. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay, so now, first of all, tell me a bit about Wattix and uh, the company itself. Uh, Wattix is um, it's an international brand. 
And we've been in South Africa doing garden hoses for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. So we do, you know, your normal everyday garden hose. We have premium garden hoses and color, you know, the pink and green and blue garden hoses and all the fittings and attachments that go with it. Watix also does gas hose and oxyacetylene and mining hose and all the industrial kind of stuff, clear tubing and, you know, stuff you use in a fish tanks and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So yeah, we begin to the gardening side. The majority of our business is garden, garden hoses, garden fittings. So it's a full on irrigation system that works as well. I mean, do you do the irrigation side of stuff or just hoses? No, just hoses. We were a hose manufacturer. Okay. Yeah. So this is not a hose though, what you've brought in for me to have a look at. Correct. So yeah, one of the things we looked at every now and then we get some information from Watix International to see what other products they have. And something that we really liked was this, this vertical garden especially for all the reasons you said earlier about the smaller spaces, people not having big gardens like they used to. Mm. And, you know, there's a big drive on fresh herbs and the, the use at home and people buying like from the supermarkets, the, the, the herbs with roots and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So we thought, well, we really like this idea. We like the idea of, you know, putting green in, back into the environment and people using the space that's normally wasted, our walls are not always utilized properly. And like you said, balconies with pots and that sometimes get in your way. You don't have huge balconies. This way you can grow fresh herbs. You can do a little bit of vegetables, some strawberries or something like that. Um, you can have pretty flowers and just make our world look a little better, not just all concrete and brick. You know? but, but I like the reason why you said you'd put it up because you want to know where your herbs are coming from. And especially if you have <laughs> dogs, you're a bit worried about your dog lifting his leg <laughs> on your fresh parsley. I was hoping you weren't going to share that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just keep thinking about you know, people, their herb gardens and all their pets and their cats and you know, if they pee on them. And uh, yeah. I suppose I'm a little OCD and I think, I don't know how much you've got to wash it to get it off. So, <laughs> but, so it's nice that it's on the wall and nobody can pee on it. Well, so. it's also a case, I mean, if you've got cats and they come yeah. and scratch in your veggie and herb patches. 100%. And I mean, I, I know that cats will do that. And yeah. then you're sitting and thinking, mm, is the plant actually absorbing a lot of the stuff? Yeah. I don't think the cat will be able to get into one of these modular systems and make it their personal kitty litter spot. Well, Definitely not. But I mean, what are the, what are the other advantages, I mean, of, of going up? Well, it's the space saving is the big thing. So, and it's just, you know, aesthetically it looks, looks better. Mm. And with the modular system, you can go as big as you want because you know, normally your balconies have massive walls and a two, three meter high kind mm. of balcony. So you can go either side, you know, it just really looks good. So. How big are these actual modules? They're about 40 by 60 centimeters, so mm. they're not huge, but they fit eight little pods on them that you could fit eight different herbs on them, but you can also adjust it. So if you decide you only want to put three pods in because you've got a bigger plant or something that's more bushy or you know, um, that sort of thing, it needs more height. You just put lesser pods onto, onto the thing, but you can keep adding them and make a whole wall depending on how many you need. Well, I can well imagine that it would also be a, a good thing for people who might have back issues. Then you don't have to bend over all the time. You well, can just exactly. put it at the height where it's it's actually kind of comfortable for you to just go and pick. But could, could you use them indoors? I mean, if you have a, enough bright light. You can. I mean, it's just a pot, basically. And there is a little drip tray at the bottom that will catch the excess water, but it is very small. But you have a little attachment at the bottom, so you can connect a hose to it and let the water run into your sink or your basin or into a bucket so that you won't mess everywhere all over the floor. Same with your balcony. At least you won't have that water sitting on your balcony the whole time. That is one thing that was some of the modules that I've seen, I've been sitting and thinking, oh, you've got to have all of this drip irrigation coming through, whether yeah. you're using the the fabric, the 
that you would have up on the wall or right. with one of these systems. I'm thinking, yeah, but you couldn't really use it in kind of places where you, you don't want to have water running down at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, and the amount really of nutrients nasty. that would also be kind of flowing out. Yeah. So the built it's got a built-in drip irrigation system as well. Yes, and it comes with a regulator for the tap, so it makes sure that the flow is not too heavy, that it does drip feed your plant. So if you need to go away and you can't water your herbs or whatever, you can set that up. You don't have to use it. So if you don't have a tap close by, because not many people have taps on their balconies, mm-hmm. then you don't have to attach it. So you have both options. And then, like I say, you've got the little drip tray at the bottom. So if you connect that to a hose, you can collect the water at the bottom instead of wasting it because there should still be some good nutrients in that water that's washed through the soil. Mm. And you can use any other pot plants or other garden areas. Or recycle the water again. And 100%. Pour it. Because you don't have to use the drip irrigation 100%. system. If you just switch off a tap, you don't have to use it. And it's not going to damage your walls. That's another thing that we were always worried about. And I mean, I've, I've seen some wonderful pictures here and there yeah. of um, houses that have actually had a vertical garden installed using the fabric, you know, the, the gardening fabric, yeah. where it's just peeled completely off the house. And they get damp on the wall. No, no, I mean, it's just like the, the house just looks so bizarre because it's just come off in a big carpet. Mm. So, I mean, you wouldn't have this problem because it's got a plastic backing. So yeah. it's not going to actually, I mean, it's not going to go through the black backing no. onto the wall, and is it? And it's a bracket that you attach to the wall. So mm. nothing has to, besides the bracket in your wall, and it clips on and off. So say you have six of these and on the left of your balcony, you keep getting more sun mm. and those plants are doing better than the ones on the right. You can just unclip it and swap them around, and it's that easy. They really just slide in and out. Well, what makes this particular product better than a lot of the others that we have seen coming and going on the market? Well, that's a tough one. (laughs) You always (laughs) like to think your product's the best. I think it's just a very professional product. It gives you all the options. It's easy to put together and assemble. It slides in and out. It's not very, you know, uh, cumbersome or huge or heavy. It's just a nice little modular thing that gives you everything from the little drip tray to the trip feeder to the regulator, it has all the options and you can use it. Okay, so obviously the usage of something is going to be the the proof of the pudding Correct. in the eating. Correct. How many of these do you have up on your walls? I don't, I just move, so I don't have any at the moment. <laughs> you didn't take yours with you? <laughs> no, <laughs> I left it for the people where I stayed. Yeah, they're quite happy, apparently. Okay, so where you did have it, how successful was your growing? Because this is people sit and they say, "Well, you know, it's in, the, it's in this little thing, and yes. how often am I going to have to repot it?" Well, the nice thing, first of all, is that you can, as you said, you can. Do, these are removable pods, yes. so you don't have this issue of having soil in there and thinking, "How am I going to actually refresh the soil?" You can mm. just take it off and take the plant out and and repot it using the word lightly. Correct. So that's one benefit. To yours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's got the inbuilt drip irrigation. Correct. Okay. I'm, I'm selling a product yeah, for you, you here. Great Come job. On. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of your job when you finish. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm not partisan. So I, I look at everybody's things and think, right. So it's one of these things that, you know, people might look at and think, oh, why would I ever use it? Mm. But it's not also just on walls. You can actually pop it onto the side of a shed. Yes. Yeah. Put it on a fence. Put it on a fence. Yeah, there's so many places. Wherever you can hang something, you can put it up. Yeah, it's like I say, in your kitchen, even in, indoors. So it works indoors, outdoors, side of sheds, garden walls. Uh, there's so much uh, opportunity. I mean, even at your door, you know, the bell is outside to make it look pretty with some nice flowers mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, it, it, it's really a nice product. Why do you think it took South Africans so long to catch up to this whole vertical gardening idea? I think it's still taking them a long time. A lot of people haven't got into it. So a lot of people, because they've gone smaller, they've just gone for the normal pots and they don't think about using their walls mm-hmm. for gardening, which is very sad because 
there is a lot of opportunities. So South Africans are very slow. It's bigger all over the world. A lot of the corporates are getting into it. So you find a lot of offices and, and companies are starting to put vertical gardens up at their office spaces mm. um, give them nice big green walls. It looks really nice. I know. I can tell you all the wonderful little places to pop along to and all the way, different ways that they've done them. I, mean, I know there's one in Parktown North right. at one of the banks there um, on the corner of uh, 7th and Jan Smuts. And at the back, they've, they've done this incredibly beautiful vertical garden. Okay. And there's some restaurants that have done them outside yes. with their herbs and veggies. I mean, I'm just sitting here and thinking, I don't know why South Africans are averse to this whole idea. Yeah, I don't understand it. And, you know, I had a guy told me, what was about a month ago, he said to me, I could spell my company name out on the wall in this green wall garden, just in like in blocks. I said, well, that's quite a good idea as well. Yeah. That actually is not a bad idea. I think we should do it outside the studio, have all of these things like, hello, welcome. You could do yeah. all kinds of wonderful it's things. It's amazing what you can do if you put your mind to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joining us right now as well, oh, we have the lovely Anthea. You'd have heard her from EcoBalance Lifestyle, the new magazine which is going to be hitting our shelves in the not-too-distant future. Hi, Melanie. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> okay, so what we, we were talking about is how we can make sure that what we are growing is a good way of growing things. I'm thinking about that from the point of view of dogs weeing on your herbs, <laughs> yeah. this way you can control what actually is going into your plants. And I mean, I'm sure that, you know, dog wee, you know, I've always had the stories of men when they come home and they, do, they you know, men like to go and do it in the garden. What can we say? I, mean, not, I don't know. Garden. Okay. Well, if, I don't know if you remember from years ago when they, they were doing, um, what was it? Big brother and Ferdy decided to go and, um, yeah. there's no <laughs> delicate way of saying it. Uh, pull his, you know, take a squat in the garden, <laughs> which went on to, to television. So you never know what's going to be in your garden. Mm. This is a good way, especially if you are worried about what you're putting into your body, of making sure that everything that goes into the food that you're going to eat is 100% what you want it to be. Yeah. Totally, I agree with you. What I find is that with the vertical gardens giving you that opportunity of the plant-based eating, mm. so many people are starting to want to do their own cooking at home. They are doing their own cooking. They are wanting to do their own um, planting, but they don't know quite where to start or how to start. And mm. I think this is a wonderful way to get young people or empty nesters to start creating these vertical gardens at home. Another thing that is a concern that I've picked up from our potential readers, because I'm doing a lot of research, is people say the cost behind it. Mm. The cost behind doing a vertical garden, I start one, it doesn't look right with one, I need to put in more vertical gardens. So how can we do something that's cost effective in a very colourful way? Exactly. colourful way, yeah. So if you really think about it, if, if you look at the post, what the costing of pots are and all those tags are expensive. Exactly. Mm. So, and here you're getting the opportunity of actually creating more gardening mm. opposed in, but going up or sideways or whatever you want to do in a more cost effective way, ultimately opposed to just doing in a pot. Mm. So I just think that vertical gardens are the way to go. Especially in a small space, as we said. But, mm. uh, I mean, from, you said people who are becoming more conscious about 
plant-based eating. Yes. So the one thing I like about this particular system is the fact that you can take the pods off and yeah. you can refresh the soil. What I was wondering though, is there a way of actually making it hydroponic? Or would it leak too much? <laughs> I think it might leak too much. Because there's yeah. been a, I've seen an upsurge in people saying, oh, I'd love to get into a hydroponic system. And we're not talking yeah. about aquaponics, which is one where you've got a fish tank involved in it. And then you have the, uh, the, the niftiest little one that I saw was with the herb and veggie garden above a fish tank yes. with a system that recycled. Yeah. But the hydroponics where you're just actually adding fertilizer into water and there's no earth involved at all. I don't know if it would work so much in a vertical garden. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's something we haven't looked at, but yeah, maybe there's another opportunity. I'm giving you ideas yeah, here. 100%. The recycled plastics <laughs> to make the things with as well, so we can 100%. make it even more green. Yeah. But the one thing people is going to say, we were saying about whether it's cost effective or not. How much would it cost, essentially, if you wanted to do like a strip up your wall, say up to about, I mean, you don't want to have something which is too high because then you can't really maintain it unless you have lots of ladders. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are 40 by 60 centimeters. So mm. depending how big you want to go, each little unit should retail uh, between five and 600 rand, obviously depending where you buy it and how much they mark it up. But it's available to any of your sort of hardwares, you know, your micas and bucos and any of the, they, they can buy it from us and get it in for the customer. Mm. So if they're not available or in the store and they don't see it, they can just ask for the vertical garden from Wattex and they can have it to them within two, three days. So it's not a problem. But price-wise... Yeah, again, I mean, what does a pot cost? A pot these days are really expensive. Yes. And you put one plant into that pot, where this gives you opportunity of eight different little pots, and you can have eight different little herbs or four herbs or whatever you want to put into it. I think it's cost-effective at five, six hundred rands. It's really good. And it keeps Kitty away. Yes. <laughs> and your little dog, or your, and even little children, because, you know, little kids go outside with their little sticks or spades, and they start digging up your oh. garden and... You know, they're playing and they don't know that they, they're harming the hours of work that you put into your fancy little herb garden. I, I can see he's really passionate about his garden. No dogs allowed, yeah, no, no kids allowed, no allowed. kids allowed, no. But I mean, it is true. Yeah. I mean, years ago, uh, there was a vegetable gardening competition yeah. where all the people, you know, they'd been growing their veggies and this, that and the other. And uh, it was at Ria with Daniela, who's now moved down to the Cape. And it's it's a, a community garden. Okay. And uh, she was so annoyed because over the weekend, some people had allowed their child to run through the garden and run a mock through the garden mm. with a stick and had pierced every single one of her really huge pumpkins. How would you, I mean, you can't obviously grow something like a pumpkin. No, no, it's a bit too big. You're looking at smaller like strawberries or something like that, you know, smaller little fruits or vegetables. Or, I mean. So it would be your leafy, yeah. leafy products. Because mm. um, I have seen people who have managed to actually go upwards with pumpkins and gourds and those kind of things mm. where um, you're sitting and thinking, well, how am I going to, if it's in a vertical garden, actually make sure it doesn't fall down onto the ground? And people have been using recycling bras. I know that you'll love this <laughs> to actually let the things hang in. So they have bras hanging from place to place with the fruit hanging into the cup. I think people are very creative and they could find a way to make this work for them. You know, like you say, adding extra mm. uh, clothing items. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a good one good way of recycling things, yeah, I suppose, when they've, they've <laughs> over-shoulder boulder holder and I can become a pumpkin holder <laughs> or something like that. But I mean, where in the world, and I know France, I think they're, they're pretty big on vertical gardening. Where else in the world have, I mean, have you known this particular company is selling big with these vertical units? 
I think the UK, the UK has always been very big in gardening. So the UK has got nice opportunities and they use it a lot and America, mm-hmm. you know, but even in South Africa, if you look at it, everything's going into these security estates and complexes. So everything's getting smaller and on top of each other. So even in Johannesburg City, where they're taking all the old buildings and, and reading them into apartments, mm-hmm. you know, we just got concrete, uh, you know, it's brick and mortar. And, and I think we need a little bit more green and well, there's, there's a big uh, push in Joburg, the inner city, where the people right. are doing vegetable gardens on the roofs and things and like that. And I'm immediately, I think about if we're going to do a garden city, yeah. you look at Singapore, yeah. mm. which is actually yeah. a bigger urban forest than Johannesburg. Okay, debunk that once again. (laughs) Joburg is not the largest urban forest in the world. They keep on taking all of our little things that we can be proud of away from us. Mm. You know, so we are only seventh, by the way. But I I look at Singapore and they, I mean, obviously they've got tropical plants and it it just grows like crazy Mm. there. But the amount of vertical gardening that happens there and the amount of food gardens that they've got going up the side of walls, not just on roofs. The opportunity is amazing. I, th- I think you just put your mind to it. There's a lot we can do and there's a lot we can use this for. Yeah. We just got to get into it. And it's so tough trying to get South Africans into it. I don't understand why, but maybe we're getting lazier and we don't like gardening. Um, I don't understand. I think you need more green and we need beauty and we need to produce food, like Antia said. For restaurants, I think it's amazing if they have their fresh herbs on their walls in their restaurants mm. and people see them cutting and using it from from their herb gardens. Don't you think people are also a little cautious because they're ignorant about how to start or don't know where to start? That they it's more it's more the fear of getting it happening or starting that they don't actually get it going. Mm. So it's more fear of the unknown. I think once they put up one, then they're gonna start creating this green finger scenario with a vertical wall and they'll just want to cover wherever they can. Mm. But it's that starting that's the important thing. Well, then it's up to us, the enlightened ones, to give these things to people as presents, I think. Or even at, as you said, it could be a restaurant, it could be a school. Absolutely. Because that's one thing. I was trying to put together a a veggie garden at a school, and one of my kids' schools, and they just didn't actually have the right space to be able to have, you know, a veggie garden which would get enough sun that the kids weren't playing in, that they would be able to this. I mean, imagine if every single class had their own little pod. Yeah. And they could actually then grow that food and maybe give it away to another school, I mean, which is less advantaged. Every classroom, there's a wall and a door. And imagine if every classroom or every teacher made it their class's project to see what they could grow in theirs and use that in the school lunches. Or, mm. you know, you've got how many classrooms in a school? There must be at least 20, 30, 40 classes. Yeah. I like that idea. Maybe it's something that we should investigate and promote. I think that we really should actually do that and get um, – I don't know if – there's so many schools, I'm sure, that would want to get on board with this, though. And I like, think, huh. But a PTA money put aside for this particular thing, I think it would be a great idea. Well, we would definitely help them with a good price. We do, okay. <laughs> for sure. Now, getting on to that, how do people get hold of you if they want to, you know, find out more about the product? So, so they can go into the website. It's www.watix.co.za. And there's a contact us part, and they can fill it in, send us a mail, tell us what they want, and we'll get hold of them. And are you all over South Africa or just in Gauteng at the we, moment? We represent it throughout South Africa. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously, when is the magazine coming out, Anthea? Melanie, any day. Any <laughs> day now. I'm so excited. It is like 
It is looking fantastic. Mm. It is amazing. I can't wait for it to come out. So it's any day now. And where are people going to be able to find it? Definitely through Spa. We're going to go through exclusive books. Mm -hmm. And I've got some which is still in the pipelines with certain wellness companies that want to put it through. And through all five-star and four-star hotels and all the lounges, airport lounges is going through there. Okay, it sounds like a good one. Now, obviously, you're going to have a story on the Wattex modular vertical gardening system so well, people can see how it works. Absolutely. We've got a lovely article that, yes. uh, which um, you've done on vertical gardens or small gardening. So this fits in perfectly with the article. So I'm so excited about it. Well, I'm very excited about this particular product because I sit and I look at my wall sometimes and think, I, I did actually make some... I want to call them platters, but it was such a, a thing you had to put in bidum and you had to put in perlite and I did a succulent square in wood. And I'm sitting and looking at this and thinking, oh, this wood's going to fall apart. It's going to rot because of the water and the plants aren't happy growing straight out. Whereas these pods, they give the opportunity for the plant to grow straight up out of, it's, it's held at the bottom. Whereas planting into something which is completely vertical is not really the way to go. Your plants take a lot of strain. So what you're saying is you're going to put up one of our soon? I'm going to be putting up one of awesome. yours soon onto my wall. And um, then I think I might even transfer my little succulents that are in my squares into those as well. Make something a Look little bit easier to, to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to keep taking it off the wall, watering it and putting it back up again. But both of you, thank you so much for coming in and uh, getting me inspired again about vertical gardening and uh, definitely about the magazine. Of course, I'll let people know when they can get it. Thank you. Cool. Thank you both very much. Thanks. And don't forget, of course, you can catch us again next time. We will come back to you with more fantastic things about the green and environmental world. We'll catch you again in the meantime. Get out and stay grounded. Bye-bye. For show notes and more information about this episode, go to solidgoldstudios.co.za forward slash grounded.